You are listening to the Red Carpet Cafe. My name is Eric Root, one of your hosts, and along with me is my other host, Bree Prout. Bree, what's on your concessions list for today? <laughs> because I actually just finished eating, um, mm-hmm. let's say some adamame. Not that you can actually get that at a movie theater, but if you could, actually. <laughs> AMC sells edamame. Oh no, that's that's a lie. That's Studio Movie Girl. I'm having edamame because you can get it at a movie theater. Thank you very much. All right. Well, my actual concession, of course, junk food is going to be the limited edition Hostess Patriotic Cupcakes. They are red, white, and blue. Fantastic. They are limited edition though, which means, of course, you should never eat them. You should save them, collect them, because they never go bad. And one day, they might be worth more than five cents, more than what they are now. They're not Twinkies. No, but, I mean, just look at look at this. I mean, you've got the ability to see it because you and I are on Zoom right now. But this is this is a yellow cupcake Ugh, with blue I frosting. Want a chocolate cupcake. This screams, everything about this patriotic cupcake screams America. It just does. It's America. They could have made it with a chocolate cupcake because the top of it is red, white, and blue. Yeah, I just fair, but I think can't the whole they took point... a chocolate cupcake and made it a vanilla cupcake. The audacity! <laughs> I'm really I, disappointed. I don't know. Maybe there's something about the consistency of the vanilla cake and the chocolate cake. But... No. Okay. All right. Chocolate all right. always. All right. Okay. Well, let's talk. Uh, right. Let's talk movies. Let's talk movies. Enough about cupcakes and uh, edamame. Right. Two great tastes that do not taste great together, <coughs> um, especially if you're vegan. So, because I'm pretty sure this cupcake is uh, not vegan. Let me just oh take gosh. a take a look on the back of the packaging here, oh especially God. for people like my vegan friends like Beck and uh, vegetarians like Liz. Uh, let's see. Oh. Let's see how far I get into the ingredients list before I have to go. Nope. That's definitely not vegan. Uh, the all first right. one, wheat. Nope, sugar. Sugar's first one. Oh, you so. didn't say gluten. You said vegan right. vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, right. Duh. Uh, let's see. We got water. <laughs> Can we water. Get back to this? <laughs> water is still water's still vegan, isn't it? Isn't that has oh, been reclassified? And uh, rich flour. I think we just. I think we just hit. I think we just hit. Uh, yeah. No, we're just going to stop right there. Oh, my goodness. There'll be a whole podcast about Hostess Cupcakes, and everybody be like, what did I just listen to? But no, let's talk movies. <laughs> we're going to talk yes, a movie please, that movies. just came out. A movie that just came out. We're going to talk about the mega hit Space Jam, A New Legacy, also known as Space Jam 2, The Search mm-hmm. for Cash. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. This particular film just dropped July 16th. Um, it stars super, superstar, superstar LeBron James. King James, if you are in the NBA now. Uh, superstar LeBron James and his young son, Dom, get trapped in digital space by a rogue AI. To get home safely, LeBron teams up with Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, and the rest of the Looney Tunes gang for a high-stakes basketball game. Have you heard this story before? The AI's digitized champions of the court. A powered up roster called the Goon Squad. 
I mean, it makes perfect sense. If you're trapped by an AI, who are you going to call besides Ghostbusters? Definitely Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. That's the most logical team in the Warner Brothers repertoire. Forget the fact that they kept talking about Harry Potter and Hufflepuff. Oh my goodness. I'm like, <laughs> oh you can't goodness. get Ron Weasley and Hermione to bust you guys out of that? No, but let's go ahead and let's oh get Bugs Bunny, Yosemite Sam, Tasmanian Devil, everyone except for Pepe Le Pew because he's a part of the Me Too, hashtag Me Too movement apparently right now. Um, but yet they'll put Speedy Gonzalez in there. And I'm like, Speedy Gonzalez, isn't that still considered? at this point, a stereotypical racist character? Am I wrong? Did I miss Why, the mark? Just because just he has an accent? Well, I think it's because I mean, Pepe it's Pew a stereotypical is, grabs, accent. He grabs the cat that's trying to constantly get away from him, so I can understand why he's a part of the Me Too movement. Okay, I mean, but we know I, that I wouldn't we have know put it's it in my mind to classify skunk, right? him there. We know it's a skunk who seems but to be for obsessed cat. for a cat, right? Yes, yes. Okay, no, no, no. I'm sure that we can dot the i's, cross the t's, and somehow get from A to C by bypassing B. Um, but well, nonetheless, but nonetheless, they've chose to omit Pe- Pepe Le Pew, who I think might have been the MVP in the original Space Jam. I'm totally just blowing smoke right now to cause unnecessary controversy. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't. Let's talk. This movie had a budget of 150 million that they spent on it between making the film, advertising the film, and all the other products and stuff that they've been pushing out into the marketplace for it. Its first weekend, it made 52 million dollars. Okay, follow me so far. Mm-hmm. And of course, the headlines read Black Widow takes a nosedive in week two because of Disney streaming and Space Jam's a superior film. And mm-hmm. I laugh and said, Did did you see the same film I did? We're not gonna talk Black Widow today because you haven't seen it yet. I have. Thanks to Disney Plus and my extra thirty dollars well spent, which means I can watch it as much as I want until November something. So, I'm sorry, they can't see my eye roll right now. (laughs) Okay, but here's the deal. I am going to go out on a limb and say that this film is going to experience the same thing that Black Widow did come this weekend. Because there's another low-budget film coming out from an unknown company called the Walt Disney Company, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt known Mm -hmm. as jungle cruise Mm -hmm. and that will probably i think it's safe to say it's going to end up being number one at the box office because in this pandemic viewing era i guess you would want to call it at this point i feel like that every movie that comes out will probably be number one in its opening weekend over everything else for at least the next year Okay. Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt have enough star power that they should be able to command. Whether they make fifty-two million in that opening weekend, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it's forty million. Maybe it's thirty-five. But it'll still beat Space Jam Legacy because all of those that were all into it that wanted to see it 
have seen it. It's not one that I am ready to say I would go into a theater and watch more than once. My toddler loves it. He's seen it like three times now. He's even got a couple of the toys because his dad's a sucker. Um, <laughs> but let's put it into perspective. This particular film is currently sitting at an IMDb rating of 4.3 out of 10. That's less than 50%. I'm not a meteorologist. Look at that. Oh I'm, not a meteoro- I'm not a meteorologist. What? I'm not a mathematician. I'm not a meteorologist, but I'm telling you the numbers don't match. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, 31%. Not fresh. Um, Metacritic, I don't really care about. That to me is, I'm sure it means something to someone. doesn't mean anything to me. Now, everyone that has commented on this movie have pretty much said the same resounding thing. Space Jam 1 is greater than Space Jam 2. Okay, so we're talking about Space Jam 2 that just came out. Space Jam 1 was released in basically 97-ish, 96-97. The original Space Jam only has a six and a half out of 10. That's still not even 70% good. It's still like, meh, you know, it's a little bit better than meh. And Rotten Tomatoes, 44% fresh. So where one of my friends commented on Facebook that Space Jam is greater than Space Jam 2, I then said, yes. And this is kind of where I'm tipping my hand on this before we even talk about this film a little bit more. that peanut butter and jam is greater than space jam one and two combined and that's a food by the way in case you're wondering and pretty much it's vegan for my vegan friends so lord help me please yes that's how i'm kicking this one off i'm telling you there was um there was some uh, interesting situations with this film that I just kept scratching my head and go, okay, clearly this is filmed during a pandemic. Um, why did, did, did someone ask for this film? But okay. Now, I know you just watched Space Jam the other day. Mm-hmm. You give me your perspective. Now that I've dominated the first, what, 30 minutes of this podcast? Yeah, between Hostess cupcakes and (laughs) 4.3 scores on imdb um all right immediately i want to uh reminisce back on the fact that we just had a conversation where i said i don't really like seconds uh there's one thing when you have a number two and it's a continuation uh when you're remaking it or doing it again um something like this is bound to happen that being said lebron james hear me out okay lebron james is without a doubt a an amazing human being when it comes to his celebrity star power and what he has done with his platform for literally everyone around him. Oh, I 100% agree. 
LeBron James is also a phenomenal basketball player Mm -hmm. without question. And that is why I hate him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 2007 game five. I was at the Pistons Cavaliers game correction. I was at the Detroit Pistons Cleveland LeBron game. Okay. (laughs) Because he scored, it was something stupid. It was like the last, I don't know, 20, 30 points of the game were just LeBron, 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 which is, I mean, I hate him because he's amazing, right? Like, that's why I'm so angry. Like, I, I have beef with LeBron James and he will never know who I am. Um, But he's great to watch. A little bit of a crybaby, but we're not here to talk about sports. Um, So I was a little bit hesitant, but also kind of like intrigued knowing that this was coming out and it was going to star LeBron. Um. I mean, I grew up, Space Jam came out right in my, like, prime cool kid time. I'm a cool adult now, too, but, you know, cool kid as well. You already (laughs) heading to the retirement home? Is that what's going on now? (laughs) Um, And, I mean, yeah, I watched it all of the time. That was right in, like, you know, Michael Jordan was, you know, bigger than ever. Everyone looked up to him. I, you know, I, back when Last Dance just recently came out, you know, and I was talking to friends about it. I'm like, you know what? Like, I remember there's a period in like fourth, fifth grade where everyone either wore a Michael Jordan jersey or a Jerry Rice jersey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, LeBron has kind of encompassed some of that stardom too, based on, again, his abilities. And also as a human being, he's a great dude. So, I knew when this came out, I was going to at least give it a chance. Um, Highlights of this movie that I enjoyed. I laughed quite a bit. There was a lot of fun humor in there, Mm -hmm. uh, designed more for for children to enjoy. But as an adult, if you are watching this with a child, like you're going to get some laughs in there as well. There are definitely, um, they're not really adult jokes. They're jokes that if a child understood them, they would laugh too. Mm -hmm. It's more so it's over their head than it is made for adults, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, So those jokes, I kind of chuckled at too. Was I cry laughing? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I take that back. There was one line that made me cry tears, and I'll tell you about that in a second. That being said, um, you know, you get introduced to the movie, you get introduced to LeBron growing up, how he became to be who he is now, his family, what his expectations are for his family, and and that turmoil they kind of have going there. Um, there's this algorithm. Don Cheeto plays um, algorithm. <laughs> anyway. Um, Love Don Cheadle, by the way. Oh yeah, and he, he was good in this. He was mm-hmm. he was he was fun. Um, and essentially, they're trying to pitch this idea to LeBron to get him to do more more movies and things, particularly with Warner Brothers. And he's like, "Nope, I'm a basketball player. Like, that's all I got time for, and that's all my family's got time for. So, like, we're out of here." Well, the son is into video games and he's created this really cool video game that he's trying to share with his dad, but it's not really basketball. So his dad isn't 
which is LeBron, isn't really paying attention as much. And um, Algae Rhythm is like, this is my time to shine. And he screws stuff up. They get sucked into the video game, which comes with the first line that made me laugh. Rewind. It was the third line that made me laugh. Why do I know? Because I made notes in my phone while I watched it. (laughs) When you first get introduced to LeBron and his family, um, you learn that there's this machine on the side of the court. And if you say ball, it shoots to you. Mm -hmm. And so you just ball, you get the ball, you shoot. But anytime you say ball, even if it's a part of a word, that ball is going to shoot. And so his oldest son gets hit in the head a couple of times, which is kind of funny. The second time, not so much because it's in the middle of spaghetti ball. Who eats spaghettis and meatball? You don't eat <laughs> spaghetti and meatballs. So that's kind of like, that was pushing it for me. Um, but what if that meatball was like, <laughs> sorry just for one the ve- giant ball in the middle? That's what of I'm saying. Yeah. And for my vegan shares. friends, just plug your ears really quick because we're about to talk carnivore. <laughs> what if it's a really large meatball, you know, like the size of your face? Then that would be a ball, not more than one. Touche. We never see this platter of food. So who knows? Which is a shame because um, we could have done a whole podcast just on the bit of the plate. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, the first good laugh that I got was, um, I, aside from getting hit in the head with the ball the first time, uh, is when LeBron first comes out to give his son Dom kind of a hard time because he's just kind of goofing around on the basketball court. And he's like, you know, mm-hmm. you come out here and you're always doing your best. Like, you don't do this, like not in these four walls of this court. And his older son is standing behind him, kind of be like, you know, with his hands and LeBron's still looking forward at, and I do this to my kids at work all of the time. So I think that that's why I thought it was so funny. So he's like, you know, doing all this behind his dad's back. And he's like, he's like, um, Darius, chill out. You know, I got full court vision, (laughs) which which I do that in the restaurant. I'm like, no, I've I've got full restaurant vision. Like I know what's going on. So I really, really appreciated that. Um, anyway, uh, so fast forward now to what what I said was the first funny line. Um, so they get sucked in and immediately LeBron's like, what in the matrix hell, which is (laughs) so funny. Um, so when he gets pitched this idea of being a part of, um, of movies, Mm -hmm. he's a cartoon and you see things like, um, Game of Thrones, yeah, uh, him on the dragon was actually yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, and on the throne, but then he gets smashed by the dragon. That was right. really bizarre. I was really confused for the first like 0.5 seconds before suddenly he was on the dragon. Uh, you see Harry Potter. You see... He got sorted um, into Hufflepuff. No, 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 that's later. No, I know, but at some him. point, at some yeah. point you see him wearing the Hufflepuff gear. Yeah, which he got like, really Sweet, Hufflepuff. About. Yeah, like, wow, all right. <laughs> Big Potter fan. Uh, um... You know, all, all of these, all of these Warner Brother franchises, it's all yes, the franchises you, you get to see. Um, but, but those ones were the three that stood, oh, was it? No, it wasn't the Matrix. The Matrix gets referenced though, when he gets sucked in. And then that's when you learn, oh my gosh, they can't get out of the algorithm until they beat Algae Rhythm and his team in basketball and LeBron's just not feeling it he's like ready to go and so he gets sent to Toontown yeah because uh, he can't find his son 
he can't right. find his son. His son's right. gone missing right next to him because the right. Don Cheadle's character has basically hidden his son off somewhere. Yeah. So he sends him and it's, I forget what, what, um, what algae rhythm calls the tunes, but basically they're like bottom of the totem pole. So he drops them all the oh, way down yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So he starts floating through the server verse, which was probably one of the coolest scenes, honestly, um, in the whole movie mm-hmm. was when he's like flying through the server verse, because then again, once again, he's going through the matrix. And once again, he's going through Harry Potter. I was, so I was a little disappointed that they just, they kept reusing so many of the same things. Sure. But that's also like, I mean, that's what they're working with. Okay. But um, they do but, make up for it later. Yes. So then they, they go through again and, um, you know, he passes Casablanca. He passes. Which was very cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially since we just recently did a podcast on it. Yep. Um, go back and listen if you haven't. <laughs> um. Oh, I was making a list too, and I like I don't know whatever I I have separate lists, and the list I'm looking at right now is not the list of what I'm floating through right now. But anyway, so it was really cool. Goes through Game of Thrones again, um, so it's just kind of cool. It's the cool coolest scene in the whole movie. Lands in Toontown, um, the the smoke goes up. It looks like a, a basketball going through a hoop, and the Similar to, you know, falling off, you know, Wile E. Coyote falling off the side of a cliff and landing in and making a huge hole in the earth. LeBron has done that and it's a Nike symbol. Nike I suit. thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that got me. I, I chuckled. He climbs out of the Nike swoosh and he's about the size of a thumb and he's like, ah, oh my gosh, I'm shorter than Kevin Hart. Hilarious. <laughs> hilarious like i that one is what that's the line that got me uh from there you know he meets bugs figures out but uh, what's funny about his meeting with (laughs) bugs is that he's walking through toon world and it says population one and it changes to population two and he sees the the tree going back to one of the old uh you know looney tunes cartoons Mm-hmm. It says rabbit season or a uh, duck season. He pulls the sign off and it says he reads it. It says rabbit season. Then Bugs comes out, which prompts him to pull it again to say duck season. <laughs> and then they continue on with the joke, which is how they meet, which I think was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, then, of course, once he explains to Bugs what needs to happen, Bugs is like, well, we need to get a team together. And they head off to some of my favorite places, <laughs> including DC World, where yep. LeBron is dressed. <laughs> LeBron is dressed as Robin. Robin and Bugs and is comes, Batman. It comes right after Harry Potter too, because right. he's that, that he's so excited. He's Hufflepuff, and then you see they're going to DC World, and he's like, "Oh man, who am I going to be here?" <laughs> I love the fact that they got Gal Gadot to voice yes. Wonder Woman. While cool. she's training Lola to become an Amazon, yeah, <laughs> Daffy Duck is super bad. While Porky Pig and him are trying to film <laughs> it is ridiculous. Um, but great sequence! It was yeah, absolutely a great sequence. Yeah, it's it's Harry Potter. He's Hufflepuff. He's Robin. They have Mad Max in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a cool scene. That was Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner. Creative, right? Casablanca. Well, Casablanca when they have Yosemite Sam is playing Sam, Sam. the piano player. 
<laughs> I, again, I Sam. <laughs> yeah. But, and then um, Austin Powers, which is Elmer Fudd. He's um, oh, he's mini, Dr. mini me. Yeah, mini me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rick and Morty, they bring back Tasmanian Devil because they can't control him. Uh, Game of Thrones. I don't remember who was Game of Thrones. Uh, no, I just remember seeing Game of Thrones okay. in a couple spots. I don't think somebody was actually Okay. In. Wonder Woman 84, specifically, um, is Lola. And that was kind of a right. funny sequence, too, because Bugs and LeBron are chasing her through her course. And at one point, he's hanging on to a um, uh, pendulum. And he's like, we need you for basketball. So it's cute. It was clever. Yeah. <laughs> Granny is oh, and Sylvester was the Matrix. Um, no, no, no. Um, Sylvester was um, shoot in um, Austin Powers. He's Mr. Bigglesworth. <laughs> That's right. Sylvester was Mr. Bigglesworth. No, but Granny in in uh, Matrix and Yosemite <laughs> Sam were in the Matrix as she gets. No, no, out. no, no. That was Speedy Gonzalez. Oh, you. I'm sorry. You're right. Speedy Gonzalez um when she gets out and she does the slow-mo kick <laughs> the kick. like trinity did in the film yeah. i was like okay that's pretty cool yeah um so so there were some good there yeah. were some good moments i i can't completely bag on it like i said there's my only toddler one likes more good moment aside from when it ended um and that <laughs> is later in the game um when granny comes in hot again she decides <laughs> right. like this is it i'm taking him like there, there's a so um uh, I'm so jumping ahead but that's okay we don't need to do play-by-play um she goes up against someone on the goon squad who is like this robot with these all of these different gears and gadgets to control and manipulate the environment around them and she's like this is it like I'm I'm the one or maybe LeBron says that she's the one and she goes out there and she starts like coffee grinding around her um a dance term <laughs> look it up around her um uh her walker and flips over this guy turns his dial up 125 years so the robot starts to age and just disintegrate and algae rhythm again Don Cheeto goes what in the ARP is going on <laughs> that was pretty good too no, um, you did catch though that the goon squad <coughs> was basically a digital compromise or a digital compilation of actual NBA players that were mixed with, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, different creatures a and spider, such. A like the NBA players that were involved, you had Kyrie Irving, you had Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. Damian Lillard uh, was in there, Clay Thompson. Yep. Uh, let's see, who else did they have? Um, oh, Gabriel Iglesias with Speedy Gonzalez. Oh, really? <laughs> fluffy. I, fluffy I, couldn't, I didn't know. I did not notice that. Um, Marvin the Martian had a couple of spots in there. Um, yep. Oh, Diana Taurasi from the WNBA. She was uh, in there as well, um, one of the characters. But that's just a, a small list. The, yeah. thing, the thing, you know, I knew that this is what they were going to do. And, and I have to say, it sucks because it was semi-predictable. But mm-hmm. there's a moment where you're like, Sylvester's like, oh, I think it was Sylvester or was it Daffy who goes, 
oh, I got help that's going to help us out. And all of a sudden, they're, like, <laughs> right. they're calling him in, you know, <laughs> number, number, yeah, I think they call 20, 20, yeah, Michael it, Jordan. And then I'm like, it's going to probably be like Michael B. Jordan. And sure enough, it freaking was. And they're like, wait, that's not, that's Eating not popcorn. his airness. Hey yeah. <laughs> well, it is a Michael Jordan, just not the one that we were all expecting. But I kind of, <laughs> I kind of figured that MJ wasn't going to actually um make an appearance because no, odds no, are no. he's not going to spend the time on something uh, you know for what nostalgic reasons mm-hmm. not unless it was going to be a phenomenal script mm-hmm. and you but, know even the characters reference that throughout the movie of like oh this sounds oddly familiar yeah but there is a redeeming factor in where i bet most of the cost comes into play during the game between the Toon Squad and the Goon Squad, you have all these intellectual properties in attendance. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you took the time, and I've had the, I guess you could say, pleasure of sitting through it a couple times now. If you pan- Everyone in the background. The audience. Oh, yeah. You've got all the DC characters. Mm -hmm. You've got the Flintstones. You've got the Jetsons. You've got Adam West, Batman, and Robin. Correct. You've got the Night King from Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. You've got Pennywise. You've got so many different intellectual properties. The original aliens from Space Jam. Yes. The first one. Mm -hmm. But it just, looking through the audience, if you pause it, it mm-hmm. kind of gives you that feeling like when you're watching Ready Player One and yes. that yeah, battle. Yeah, King Kong shows up. That, that battle on Planet Doom, you, yep. you just pause it and you're looking at all these yeah. characters that it's just Un- phenomenal. Unlike Ready Player One, though, I almost don't think you even have to. I mean, you can pause it to really soak it in and appreciate everything sure. that's there. But they go to the audience so much to show you. It was It, it was almost like. You know what? I like. I feel like this movie was almost like to show off LeBron playing basketball to reclaim him king, and to show off all of the good things that Warner Brothers has ever been a part of. Yeah, like, but that's to what I reclaim like him as king. I, I don't know if I agree to reclaim him as king because obviously the Milwaukee Bucks just the other day for some reason won the NBA Finals. You're not wrong. Yeah, no, but I mean that just happened. But before that. LeBron and the Lakers were the previous winners. So mm-hmm. King James, King James got in yeah. the ring last year. Um, yeah. Don't know what happened to the Suns. And actually that brings up another question. Now that the fake NBA finals are over, when are the real ones starting? Shouldn't that be like soon? Because like, I'm sorry, what? The, the real NBA finals. This last one was like a fake one with like Milwaukee and Phoenix. <laughs> Literally no one cares about those two teams. Except for uh, our you one obviously listener. don't live in Wisconsin where I am. Everyone at work will not stop talking about it. You know that the Phoenix and, Suns and were hurt, close- right? Most of the players on the Phoenix Suns were hurt. Like mm-hmm. Milwaukee was basically playing University of Phoenix online. Oh my god! That's why they won that title. I'm sorry, Wisconsin. I'm sorry. I don't know this man. <laughs> i'm just kidding congratulations milwaukee uh bucks it is bucks right it's not the brewers <laughs> sorry god you are like <laughs> brutal i'm on fire today oh my gosh at least we don't have a no they were the miami they, dolphins they were the, 
I don't even have a team like the Miami Dolphins. I don't think Miami wants to claim a team like the Miami Dolphins right now. Mm -hmm. Not when you got Tebow in Jacksonville. Oh. NFL season is going to be pretty uh, awesome here really soon. Mm. Especially when you got the NFL Lord and Savior Tom Brady in Tampa. Yeah. Back I'm sorry. to the movie because I could now I just want to talk about football and like this isn't and a football podcast. Why Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is probably going to be leaving uh, Green Bay, but go ahead. Oh, so, oh. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so getting back to that amazing sequence though of the game in Space Jam. Mm-hmm. Again, pressing pause on almost every frame as it would change camera angles. Mm-hmm. If it was a Hanna Barbera cartoon they were probably in attendance huckleberry hound grape ape i mean you're talking about some old school uh i'm pretty sure snagglepuss was in there too i mean it's incredible uh all the different characters they managed to cram in there and it happened so fast yeah and the only reason why i even noticed the jetsons and the flintstones was because i had seen it on the second viewing because i was still caught up going i didn't notice the jetsons I did notice the Flintstones come rolling in over the hill. So like if you're, there's a scene where if you're looking at the center court, mm-hmm. the Jetsons are kind of in the back uh-huh. on the right of the screen, but it's all of them. It's Rosie, mm-hmm. it's George, yeah. it's every one of them. And I'm like, whoa. And not like cartoony, cartoony. It was more like the CG animated version like we got for the Warner Brothers characters of uh, Bugs Bunny and the gang. Yeah. And here's something cool. else here's something else i really liked um i really liked that they allowed lebron to be a cartoon mm-hmm. um that's very different from the original because it was right. always michael jordan and he was with the tunes and then they almost made the tunes lifelike when they came onto the court to play so that was that was cool also like once the game actually commenced everyone was quote-unquote real life right um so that was kind of cool I I I liked that because I kept wondering like what they were going to do I'm like gosh like he's been a cartoon for so long he became human again when they were in the matrix but everything else he was a cartoon right and I did I was like I kept questioning like how are they going to suddenly transition this because he's He's been a cartoon the whole time, you know, and he was a cartoon when they did their little promo for him and stuff, which, you know what, I think that's really cool of him too, to be like, yeah, I'm going to be in this movie, but I'm only going to show my real face for half of it. But when I saw the sequences of how they played this out, um, Mm -hmm. if you look at or even reflect back on certain parts, so you have like Don Cheadle and LeBron and LeBron's, uh, the character who plays LeBron's son Dom Mm -hmm. you know in the server verse room the way they framed all of this makes perfect sense during a pandemic yes because at no point do you have all of these live actors in the same spot even looking at the behind the scenes you've got handlers who have the props that are supposed to represent the cartoon characters that are playing Uh around LeBron they're on long poles so no one's actually near LeBron during this whole time it's all green screen 
Yeah. And it makes perfect sense on how they would do that. Because even then, when you animate LeBron, bingo. All you have to do now is set up an audio booth, have him speak his lines, and they can animate all the action around it. And you've just saved yourself a lot of potential issues when it comes mm-hmm. to COVID-19. Touche. So that kind of makes sense why they pulled it off that way. Yeah. Um, it would have been cool to see the entire thing as just him as human, but, mm-hmm. you know, it made it a little bit different. And this isn't technically a Space Jam 2. It is actually billed as a standalone, mm-hmm. but a sequel. And I'm like, how does that make sense? It's a standalone, but it's a sequel. Yeah, but I mean, do... I guess if they wanted to make like a saga of it, mm-hmm. with just different but the premise and the baseline is just so eerily similar right that i don't know no i got you that makes that makes sense um the only thing is though is that if you also look at it um you you just go back go back to the premise of space jam one um you have a let's see here sorry i was looking at the description on it so you have an evil theme park owner uh that needs a new attraction at moron mountain when his gang the nerd lux head to earth to kidnap bugs bunny and the looney tunes bugs challenges them to a basketball game to determine their fate the aliens agree but steal the powers of NBA players, including Larry Bird, Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Bugs goes to get some help from Michael Jordan. So I can see why they say it's not a true sequel, because it really had nothing to do with that whole original premise. Right, that's fair. Yeah, and so more modernized with the whole concept of, you know, an AI who wants to get out into the real world, but is stuck in the server verse. And so this is his way of trying to broker that deal makes sense so that being said (laughs) on a scale of uh one to ten one to ten slam dunks what are you rating space jam all right not the original specifically space jam a new legacy okay here's the thing if I were to, um, if I were to, I would watch this again. It would never, I would never probably be the one to pick it. But if someone was like, hey, I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? And I'm like, yeah, it's not, not my favorite. <laughs> but if you really wanted to watch it, I, Way to I'll sell watch it. it you know, like, I, <laughs> right. I, I'm not going to lie and be like, oh, it's so, like, I'm not, I, I'm not going to lie. Plus. I like movies too much to lie to people about them and have them be disappointed because that would break my heart. Um, I would watch it again. And if I had children and they wanted to watch it, I would happily sit down and watch it with them Mm -hmm. a million times over. That being said, at face value, having watched it once, while there are a lot of points that were cool to see, funny, it it's not, you know, it's not, it's not what I typically look for in a movie. Um, I think that it could have been better. Um, I would have loved to see something 
not, again, so eerily similar. I do not believe that a 4.3 on IMDb, hear me now, reviewers, is fair. Okay. Um, and I'm I'm probably going to regret this later because I've given other movies that we've talked about this same score. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe this movie to be terrible. This is not Joe versus the Volcano. Fair. Um, that being said, I'm going to give it a six. A okay. six out of ten slam dunks. That's 60%. Okay. All right. So I actually am going to give it two scores. And I will premise the first with saying the reason why I'm going to give the first portion of this a five is because for me the film showed a little bit of predictability now granted i'm looking at it from not what you would call young fresh eyes i'm looking at it from a much older perspective but it was very predictable for me and so that i I give it about a five now either if i'm looking at it through my son's eyes who enjoyed it for the characters and the action and such like that. Um, I would rate it a little higher, but also too, if someone were to say, Hey, what do I need to know about this game of basketball? Like if somebody who's not familiar with basketball and wants to know, Hey, how do I find out more about the game? I would say, watch this film. Because you're watching King James, the greatest NBA player of all time. Four rings, two with Miami, one with Cleveland, one with LA. King James, King James, King James. And um, sorry, Chicago, he's better than Michael Jordan. Whoa. We need to have a sports podcast after this because <laughs> I am busting at the seams right now. I can't and then do this. And then they're like, oh, but Michael never lost the finals. I'd be like, but how many mm. finals did mm. Michael did Michael not get to oh. in his career? We are never watching sports movies and reviewing them again. <laughs> I want to like peel my skin off, although I do want to watch Rudy. <laughs> right, fair enough. Okay. Um, but really, what this movie, um, what it really, what this particular movie though, what it comes down to, if you look at the whole film from beginning to end, mm-hmm. what it really was trying to tell us, it was all just a dream. Oh my god, <laughs> I can't today. I can't. Oh You've been god. listening to the Red Carpet Cafe podcast as usual. I am one of your hosts, Eric Root. And I am I'm Brie Prout. <laughs> She's speechless. I'm getting through <laughs> it. <laughs> And the Red Carpet Cafe is a member of the Be Kind Rewind Podcast Network. You can find us on the web at bkrpn.com. Yes, I said it. King James is better than Michael Jordan.